It's a new year and a fresh opportunity to start things right. You might be setting goals, but is there a better way to think about what lies ahead? What if we're not quite searching for answers, but rather themes that we can live our life by? And in fact, what if there's one theme that presides over all others? So join us today for a special episode of Subject Matter, where we look at the past year just gone and look at how we can set ourselves up for success in 2019. Welcome, listeners, to Subject Matter. Hello and welcome to episode nine of Subject Matter and a very happy new year to you all as well. I hope you've had a wonderful holiday season and you are ready to live and learn for this next year. How are you doing today, Tom? I am doing fantastic. I am on the other side of the world. I left my humble abode in Washington, D.C. and I decided to venture over to Amsterdam where we are recording live for the first time. Um, and I guess a lot of people are wondering, you know, it's January 4th and the holidays are kind of coming to an end. Why are we in Amsterdam? And truth is, we have an answer. So the reason we are in Amsterdam at the start of this year, let's go back to the beginning. Three days ago on New Year's Day, I flew to Amsterdam to begin 2019 with my wonderful co-host Tom in the best way possible. And that was the intention. Start this year off on the right foot. And we broke this process down into two separate parts. First, just like the shimmering reflections on Amsterdam's canals, we reflected on the past year just gone. And we worked out what went well, but also what could have gone better. But secondly, and actually more importantly, we were looking forward. We were looking to what's around the corner and what's to come in 2019. There was a lot of content shot for our brands as well as our own projects, and that was great. And for once, we didn't actually disagree, and we were able to hit some common ground. But the big breakthrough was that we realized that goals weren't the way forward this time. Goals are static and inflexible. And when missed, they are no longer relevant and can damage morale. We realized that we were trying to answer questions with goals and that they weren't working. So, motivated by necessity, we turned to themes. Themes are ever-present. And if you're living by a theme of happiness, for example, you can remember to be kinder throughout your days. Or the theme of less might mean you say no to more opportunities. And these themes serve as an anchor of thought. And so we both agreed to live through 2019 with themes in mind. In fact, not just themes, one key theme in mind. Yeah, but it really wouldn't be a proper subject matter live episode for the first time without some disagreement. And while Ben and I do agree on the idea of the theme being the answer, one thing that we don't see eye to eye on is our take on relationships. Ben is far more open than I am about continuing relationships. For me, while I give plenty of people a chance, I'm much more willing to change my relationships if they're no longer suiting me. You trim the fat. You want to continually grow, and therefore, you continually look for new ideas and new options. And that's where we kind of started to dig into the theme of 2019. So when Ben asked me if I was churning out potential relationships by looking for people who really push the boundary and striving to surround myself with an excellent group of people... I responded by saying, and in 2019, I am looking for the relationship and not a relationship, or the friend, not a friend. 
the year, not a year, the act of intentionality. And so Ben and I may have different approaches on our relationships, but we're both grounded in one key thing. You look for people who you can be friends with for a very long time. Those are the people we want to surround ourselves with in 2019 so we don't have an unintentional year. And that's our theme for 2019, the year of the and not a. Very well said, Tom. But this concept of choosing these and not us goes far, far bigger than just the relationships that you've talked about. Olympians don't chase a goal. They work with single-minded focus in pursuit of the goal. Phil Knight didn't try to build a running shoe company. He went to Japan to find the Onitsuka company where the Japanese carefully crafted each shoe around a runner's sole. They were meticulous and they were hands down the foremost running shoe on the planet. For astronauts who have a higher stake in their mission than almost all of us down here on Earth, they are united by their common purpose. And the space race between the USSR and the US in the Cold War may have been a product of global tension, but it is living proof that having the mission that clear in your mind's eye vastly accelerates your eventual success. And this principle of these and not us even goes beyond people itself. Whole empires were molded and followed this principle. The Spartan Empire in ancient Greece didn't just accept a baby that was born into their society. No, the elders first had to deem them fit and healthy. And then if they failed that challenge, they were put on top of a mountain to survive several nights alone. And then they were able to become a Spartan. Then they were considered worthy. And while we might consider this practice barbaric, there's no denying that the Spartans were considered the foremost military power in all of Greece. And finally, I've seen this play out in my own business and in my own life. This year, this past year, was me becoming more tunnel visioned on what I'm offering and the clients that I'm attracting and narrowing in so I'm not spreading out lots of different offers, but I'm just tunnel visioned. And this allowed me to create far more success. It's having the single focus that allowed me to execute. And so this year will not just be a year of V's instead of A's. It will be a year of saying yes to less. At the end of the day, it's not even about anything other than intentionality, right? What we're really striving to achieve here, Ben, is we're looking to say, hey, this is what I want, who I am, and I'm going to commit to how I'm going to get there. It's marrying a number of different factors together under this umbrella of, well, I'm going to do it. So I agree with you. And it's the same for me, right? So Lunchbox required that same single-minded focus. Back in early 2018, I too had the, the fallacy of multiple projects on the burner at the same time. Now, since March, I've been streamlining my time to focus on the things that are most important to me, the bag, the company, the project. And plus, we're both starting this year in a brand new city for both of us. So at the new, fresh environment to work with our new, fresh perspective. So this radical new year, new context, new me within Amsterdam has created this maximally new environment for us to work from. We've left our biases at the airports that we flew from. We're applying our own principles way back from episode three of Subject Matter, right? Where we are creating our own life mastermind. Your environment isn't just where you work. It's also the people that you surround yourself with on a day-to-day -day basis who can push you to think bigger, 
think stronger, and change everything you thought was possible. So that's one way you can implement the year of those and not ours. But how else can you do that and where can you start? Well, lucky for you, dear listener, there's over two months of podcast material right here for you already. Subtle shout out to subject matter there. And it's fine right where you're listening now. Let's start with episode two. Is it better to get ahead by giving away value freely? There's something to be said for the power of generosity. And if we can give someone that genuine favor, expecting nothing in return, well, it's quite likely that they'll return it at some point. But remember, it wouldn't be subject matter without a debate. So do give away some of your time and energy, but be careful about giving everything away. A mistake could cost you dearly. And there's another lesson here. Don't just do favors for people because you're a nice person. Be ruthless about what you want from the interaction and then reverse engineer to the outcome that you want eventually. I mean, look at episode four. We discussed whether it's better to break the rules or follow them until you can break them within a system. Either way, the ultimate question then becomes, what's the biggest obstacle standing in the way of your success? Will you treat that obstacle as a obstacle or the obstacle? The difference is everything. And jumping forward two episodes to episode six, where we discussed decision-making, let's remember that we are swimming in data right now. And is it better to use that data to inform your decisions or to trust your gut and instinct? Because let's face it, you can pick any research study you want to support your, or you can drown for hours sifting through stacks of numbers and figures, but one strong insight can make all of the difference. Don't look for any insight beneath those numbers. Look for the insight. And if you prefer to use your intuition, there is only ever one answer. Listener, your gut is the gut feeling. Instinct is just data that happens too fast for the brain to process. So embrace the feeling of trusting your gut even more than you have already. But that exact same sentiment applies to our last episode, episode seven, on knowledge versus ego. Just like the data digital revolution, it's so easy to learn more than you ever need at the click of a mouse. The question then becomes, what knowledge will you choose to consume? Will it be a topic that you're interested in or the topic that you're interested in in which you can catalyze meaningful results further? Episode seven challenged how we craft our message based on either what's most authentic to you or working backwards from the outcome at all costs, often to the point of ruthlessness. But let's be honest, what we're really talking about here, Ben, is impact. Not having a impact, but the impact. Because what we're really talking about is creating the impact that you'll be remembered for. This is legacy. So what's the long-term result of the A versus the the? Are you going to have a impact or the impact? At some point, we pass on and we're remembered by our peers. We're remembered by that legacy. Focus on having the the and not the uh will help establish what that legacy truly becomes and you can control the impact that you have on the world. Anything less than that, any loss of intentionality, Ben, is a loss in what you're able to accomplish as a human being. But as always, dear listener, the choice of how you choose to live your life and how you choose to jump into 2019 is up to you. And as we sit here in Amsterdam reflecting on our year we challenge you to reflect on the habits, the people, the relationships, and the places that you've been or will go. In true subject matter fashion, we ask that you do that 
in a way that is scalable, sustainable, and meaningful to you. We ask that you look deeper at your own life. Thank you for listening to another episode of Subject Matter. We will see you next week and would love if you could subscribe over on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks very much and we'll see you next week.